You're listening to Reality Reprocessed. Hey there, you're listening to Reality Reprocessed. My name's Tina Lonsbury. I'm a mental health therapist in the state I work in. Um, I know I love reality TV and binge watching it. I've been doing it since probably early middle school, which is not a time anyone should be watching reality TV. But I was the youngest of seven, and so I got my entertainment and support from reality TV, as well as me just kind of expanding into opening up broader spectrums with me living in a tiny small town. So we are here to talk about reality TV, maybe reprocess it in a way that is more appropriate and more effective for us to know the red flags with the things we see because these people are vulnerable and they're opening up their lives to us but sometimes they're not living healthy well mentally healthy lifestyles and non-healthy ones too because some some people so we, this is the follow-up to, oh wait, mm, retract, we are going to dive into a follow-up from the last podcast. Before we do that, I need to make sure you know there will be spoilers for all of these things that I'm about to say with this season. And this is not a replacement for any mental health psychotherapy. If you are struggling or get triggered with the content, please reach out to a therapist. If you're on a wait list, use your resources. You're not bugging other people. People love you. Reach out to your friends and family that you feel like are safe. So, um, so what we're going into today is just a follow-up from the last episode. Um, it was about the Bling Empire, and we covered the cast. There are two new cast members on this season, so we'll go over those two members, and then we'll talk about season two. We're going to do that today. I don't have much of a follow-up. I'm recording this the same day because I did binge-watch both seasons <laughs> in the same week. Mm-hmm. Because I have some problems with impulsivity like most people so and again outside of this I'm not a therapist I do have expertise but I'm kind of gonna give you my own opinion and put my little pizzazz on it so watch out for that (laughs) oh gosh it's so funny the times I choose to be extra and the times I choose to be professional it's like I have two parts of myself But I do. Everybody has a professional part, a silly part, a caring, nurturing part of themselves, a I don't give a fuck part of ourselves, a I just want to eat potato chips and watch reality TV part of ourselves. So whatever. Oh my gosh. I'm hoping to make this one uh, not as long as the other one, but I took so many more notes on season two. Um, because with watching season one of Bling Dynasty, I didn't, not Bling Dynasty, I keep saying that, Bling Empire, Bling Empire, 
I didn't think I was gonna cover it, but I fell in love with them halfway through the show. So, okay. Without further ado, we're gonna get into the two new cast members, then I'll go over my notes, and we'll try and make this a little bit shorter and sweeter than the last one. So, so we have two people. They're both female presenting. I'm I'm pretty sure they identify as female. So we have Mimi Morris. She is a good friend um, of Cherie, I believe. And she kind of just like came in a little bit here and there. Um, She is even more wealthy than Anna. So she is like now the top tier biatch. Um, And she's great. Sometimes I already listen... <laughs> or not listen. I watch TV with subtitles because there's so much like quiet stuff and I hate listening to and watching TV so loud because it gives me a headache. So I'd rather read the things I can't hear when it's like quiet. You know, those action, action movies do that. Like they're really loud and the freaking quiet and you can't hear what the freak they're saying. So my household, we got in the habit of watching it with subtitles and now it's just like normal. I like can't deal when it doesn't have subtitles even when I watch like YouTube most of the time it's fine because I'm just watching like Trixie Mattel and um, Laura Lee and who's the other one Manny Manny's the last one I just watched I like the unboxing gagaroo gagarooific shit of Trixie Mattel the best so I don't need a lot of subtitles I will just go back and understand what their joke is. And sometimes I don't get it because I'm naive. As we've already established, I was a Midwestern girl growing up in a small town and the baby of the family. So they just assumed I knew what the hell I was doing when I didn't. And I just raised myself through TV set. That's why I love reality TV. Latchkey kids, who are you? What's up? You're in good company. (laughs) I've been I've been talking for an hour because I'm recording these back to back and it's getting weird. It's getting weird. Um I'm here for it. Hopefully you are. But let's get back to Mimi. So Mimi is more wealthy than Anna. Um and she's from Vietnam and she has she immigrated from Vietnam. So she's a survivor of the Vietnam War, as reports say. Um but yes, you can she's sometimes hard to understand because she has a um a thicker accent. Um and yeah, so she's great. And we had another one, Dorothy um Wang. She is married to a um she's a billionaire daughter of a business man and she's also an entrepreneur herself she was also on rich kids of beverly hills for two years never watched that but now i kind of want to i'm obsessed with california's lavish lifestyle so whatever so those are our two main new ones um and then there's like some one-off people like um some people just make appearances that I've never seen before, which is fine because that's normal. Um, okay. So, to our notes. Um, okay. So, this doesn't go in sequential order. Again, 
reality TV, I try and like see, I'm like, I don't know. There were two, one or two things in this season where I'm like, I don't know if those were actually chronologically produced in the show, if that makes sense. Like, it seemed like there were some parts where it didn't line up, like that happened after the other. So, and then that's why I feel like some people, even on the show, probably like, you said that before this and like, oh my gosh, I think it would be chaotic if that happened. But there's also drama with so many pairs in the season. So Anna and Christine's riff with their side jabs keeps continuing with, um, Christine's just saying some stuff and it's like, it's like unnecessarily. And when they're saying speeches at events they're holding, it's like, don't throw people under the bus for like their sexuality. Like that's just dumb to me. Like you can say it as a mention to everybody in the room, like, oh, we know who in here likes butt stuff or like we know who has sex toys Mm, there's more than one of us but she directly points at Anna so Anna obviously would get mad like Kristen you're not helping yourself out so and then they have a dinner and Anna says like well I was born into it you don't understand like blah 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 and then Kristen was saying, what is more honorable, being born into it or earning it? I'm like, uh, I mean, they both have their hardships. Like, one is, like, hustling to get to that point. The other one is um, more mental, I think, for people that are born into it. And I'm, I'm not, I don't know because I was not born into money. Like, I was poverty line what we referred to as church poor and we got assistance from the church like all throughout my childhood so I'm like we were pretty poor I hated wearing Walmart clothes but I was a Walmart clothes kid and back in the day their clothes were shitty okay I looked weird (sighs) anyways (laughs) but I don't I don't with people being born into it there's a psychology element of, okay, it can overpower you psychologically. Like you kind of live in this different world. So it can feel super isolating. Um, and I feel like people that are upper, upper, upper echelon wealth, like they don't know who their true friends are. They can be fearful, um, suspicious. It, it's more psychology based than, well, and they both are, but I hope you understand kind of what I'm saying. I think it would be really tricky. For me, coming from no money, of course, I'm going to side with Christian. I think earning it is more honorable, but, like, I really don't give a shit. Like, whatever. Like, you got it. Cool. I don't care. Anyways. Um, so, Kevin and Kim Lee started flirting mad um, the last episode of season one. And so they went on a date and Kevin asked Kim out and Kim stood him up. So sad. He was like trying the cutest little things. 
And later on, like, the first thing I was going towards was, like, self-sabotage, um, for sure. She either is self-sabotaging or she said yes when she didn't want to. And I think it's a mixture of both. So later in the that episode, it goes to, like, I'm scared to fall in love because she got really burned by a guy that she dated and it sounded like she got cheated on and was really, really in love with him. And she also pointed to, like, she has jealousy and trust issues from that relationship, so she just doesn't feel ready to date, so. And I'm doing these more chronologically because I took notes as watching, so if things come back up, we might get back, we're going to get back to Kim and, um, Kevin, but we're going to follow my paper because I need to stay focused because I've been talking for too long. Um... So, there is, oh, Leah is a different character. She's not one of, like, the main main ones, but Leah was at a Mimi party, um, and she's known Cherie and Jesse a long time, and she went to dinner with Jamie, the one that's kind of, like, um, Kendall Jenner model-y cute girl, um... And she just, like, mentioned, because she thought everyone knew this, Leah thought everyone knew this about Cherie and Jesse, that they started dating when they were both in a relationship, and Jesse had a prior marriage and has two girls with this woman. So then, none of this cast friend group knew about this at all. Like, such a big surprise, and that's a big theme throughout this season, is what the fuck is up with Cherie and Jesse? And the proposal, is that why Jesse's lagging? Because he's still married, technically, to this other woman? Like, what is going on? It's juicy. It's freaking juicy. Oh my gosh. But there's problems with that, too, with... Okay, it started with... Okay, I'm going into it. Sorry. This is one I just have to talk about. Um, It started with Leah telling... Jamie this because she just didn't know she's like oh everyone I was like whatever it's fine to talk about this and then Leah or not Leah Jamie has this information goes back to I think Kelly so then Kelly knows and this was not on camera where she told Kelly but Kelly knows and then everyone gets together at Guy's house and they're at dinner and then they just tell everyone because it gets mentioned and they're like well now you can't not say anything which I technically like because I hate when someone starts mentioning something and then doesn't tell me because then I feel like you don't trust me. So I get what they're coming from, but whatever. Not that big of a deal. But it is a big deal because then it leads to gossip and they could have just went to Cherie before they told the whole group and then it blows up. So lots more gossip and drama this season. Okay. We may get back to that. We're back to the paper now. Um, so Kelly takes Kane to do a procedure. It's called threading and it was just funny. And I just wanted to mention it because after that he was on like laughing gas and stuff and all bandaged up. But Kelly's like, we have to go see Kevin and they go to a restaurant and Kane's like out of it. And I'm like, this can't be safe, but I have no idea. I've never done those kind of procedures, but it was kind of funny. So you have that little spice with their playful weirdness Vanderpump-esque stuff going on 
I'm like, I feel like the cast of Vanderpump would do that shit. So, um, oh, perfect. So the next parts were even the Kelly and Jamie told the whole group, Jesse and Shree hooked up with it. They used to have a, they each had a partner. So Jesse was married to Crystal, this lady named Crystal. Shree was dating Alex it seemed like they hooked up and cheated on their partners with each other and then had DeJour or whatever her name is, DeJourno, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'm over at this point. I can't say it. Um, and so they're all investigating it. I think they look it up the divorce papers because that's like public record and... Jesse was divorced the same year their daughter was born, Sheree and Jesse's daughter was born to Jor. So, whoa, crazy. Okay, okay, then this is when Dorothy comes in and there's drama with Dorothy and Kane because they had Instagram drama with Dorothy's friend Ezra. Um, and so. Jamie's good friends with Dorothy and and Kane, so she date traps date traps them. That's what I'm gonna call it because that's my term. I've been date trapped. Where okay, let me explain date trapping for a second. So I'm gonna use a term, but it doesn't exactly link up. Maybe parent trap, whatever. But I've been date trapped before, and there was this guy in college that was notorious for date trapping. And so they invited me over to hang out at their house and they all like guys were roommates and stuff, but, um, I knew. So I'm like, Hey, my friend, my friend Capri came over with me. So this is kind of like, if you're listening to this now, date your up guy, I'm sorry. Cause now you know who you are, <laughs> but thank God I invited my friend because it was just me and him and he was date trapping me. It was not a hangout with him and some of his roommates, which I was friends with, but it was just him. I'm like, hmm. And he wanted me, he wanted me to watch a Godfather. And I'm like, I've never watched a show in my life. And it's fucking so long. No, I didn't even pay attention. I think I was on my phone the whole time. I'm like, I'd rather be playing Mario Kart. Let's get that out. The old school one. So on the Super Nintendo. Anyways, so they got day trapped it was going well and then went so south. So Dorothy and Kane are not friends, nor will they ever they ever be because they kind of said that in the dinner or in the lunch. So whatever. Um. Oh, going back to Cherie and Jesse when they were investigating, Kane, um, Kevin, and I think Kelly were the ones investigating on Instagram with this crystal girl. But, um, Kane felt really betrayed because he's known Sheree and Jesse the long, it seems like the longest. And he's like, what the fuck do I do? And I love that Kevin was just like, tell her how you feel. Like, go to her. Like, duh. Go to her and tell her how you feel with this information. Now it's all getting like shit stirred and she's not going to want to talk about it because now everyone knows it's just chaos, so. But then she, it sounded like, and this was off camera, that Kane tried to um, 
call or engage with Cherie. Didn't want anything to do with it. But then he tried and almost was successful at bringing this up at a dinner table at an event for um, Anna's housewarming party for her new estate. So she was just about to, or he, Kane was just about to talk to Cherie about World War Three is what they called it. It was just about to happen. Um, and he said he reached out before the party, but then Paul Abdul walks in with Anna. <laughs> so then it literally gets shut down. I don't think it was planned at all, but it could have been. I have no idea. I think it's hilarious. But people should not be airing dirty laundry in a public place. Like, that should be private. And if it isn't a public place, like, it should be away from the group. Um, and Anna even said that, like, I'm going to pretend I don't know this information. This is ridiculous. Um, and then later, um, Kane and Anna talked and he disclosed that he did reach out and he didn't know how to reach out to her because she wasn't responding. So... Um, there's this moment where Kevin is helping Anna and he like skateboards up. Kevin doesn't own a car. Again, probably why Kelly didn't want to date him. Like, you don't own a car, dude. He's 37. To me, you should own a car. I don't care whether or not, like, I don't know. It's just too much for me. Like, I don't, I don't... He's a great, great guy, but that would be a conflict for me. I don't know why. It's probably my, like, me being superficial, but whatever. But Kevin's so innocent because he's helping. He comes up and Anna's on a ladder with her friend Marie helping and holding it. And she's hanging crystals on her crystal chandelier in her foyer. And so he gets up on the other side of the ladder and tries to help, but the tray of crystals just drops and all of them shatter on the porcelain floor. And he has this goofy grin and like awestruck cute face on. And he's like, oh my God, were those all crystals? And they're like, yeah, they're real. All They're all real crystals. <laughs> and they just laugh. And I'm like, ugh. Now knowing how much Anna makes, she's like, whatever. Like, I have millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that it doesn't matter. So, wow. Um, okay, so Kelly did not end up with Andrew. Oh, thank God. So Kelly is still single. She's trying to go to her own therapy outside of her couple's therapy that she did with Andrew. Great. And she sees the sex coach, which is cool. But like that to me is more of a, well, it is a sex coach. It's almost like a life coach, but for sex and owning your empowerment. So life coach, sex coach. She's not a sex therapist. It is more coachy than therapy. But she does do go back to her therapist. And the therapist had, like, profound things to say more in this episode than she did last. But that therapist has a different style than me. So I'm primarily an EMDR therapist mixed with play therapy and creative and expressive arts. Whether it be with kids, teens, or adults, that's kind of what I do. 
Um, I spit a lot of science on people with psychoeducation um, and pointing out thinking errors, which I think that's why, like, in this session of the therapist was like, oh, yeah, you pointed out thinking errors and you enhanced their ability to use coping strategies and reframe their thinking. Great. Cool. Um, that's all I wrote with that, though. So, sorry. Don't know the rest. Okay, so Kevin isn't giving up on Kim. He asks her out again, she agrees, and they go on an overnight date to Solving. They He books two separate rooms. They kind of have good communication with their dinner and being open and vulnerable. This is when... He expresses to her that he is sober and doing a 12-step program um, and wanting to be fully transparent if they are going to give this a shot. So, very interesting. She was surprised that she kind of started liking him more than just as a friend during this Solving trip. I've always wanted to go to Solving. I was trying to... Well... I was trying to tell my friend Kim, I was like, oh, it's like, let's us do a girl's trip, but I don't want to do it. Like, I'm not a camping person, um, and I'm in Utah, and, like, there's tons of camping stuff to do, but, like, that's not my jam, and I want to go somewhere that's not in Utah. Like, I can do that anytime I want, so I'm like, let's go to Solvang, and it would be so fun, but hasn't happened yet. Maybe one day I'll go to Solvang, but with all of my friends that want to come but so Anna and Jamie's friendship so Anna is the like 60 year old um second most wealth most wealthy Anna is the second most wealthy and Mimi's the one above her and she doesn't appear very much in the show but um Jamie and Anna becomes really good friends. They kind of, Jamie teaches her how to post an Instagram. Jamie does photo shoots and then invites Anna to come on some. And so they're just living their best life. Anna's so funny and carefree. She is like old and she doesn't care. She gets on like the electric scooters like bird and then she'll get on them with people like her and Jamie were just writing down one and she's just... She's so fun. She did that in the first season, too, with um, segues. So, anyways, she I just like Anna and her, her spirit and essence of her. So, um, some of these I just make notes of the things they say. I was like, oh, that's a good one. So, there's this thing that... Kristen advises Kevin about because she Kevin wants to take this seriously he really does like Kim on a deep level and he wants to be serious about it and so he reaches out to Kristen and um, asks her how he can make sure he knows that Kim he's taking this seriously um, and show that to Kim so HDDD is something that Kim, or not Kim, Kristen said, head down, dick down. So you can't, like, be doe-eyeing girls from across the room, can't be flirty as much, which he's very flirty, so that will be hard, but 
There you go. H D D D. Head down, dick down. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it really means, but love it. Um another note that Kevin just said, um, about Anna and Christine fighting is that I think I wrote this down verbatim, but rich people fight like little kids. Like, he's like, no, you did this to me, so I'm going to, like, it's just, they kind of do. But I like that he has a perspective because he's not wealthy. Like, they don't even put on line, like, what he's worth. Like, he's not, he's worth him, which is good enough. Let's be real. I'm worth me. Boom. But my estate is nothing. (laughs) So, um, so there's this thing that goes on with Kevin and Kane, which I'm very shocked. Um, so Kevin or Kane's really worried for Kim. Kane again is worried for Kim. Let's get that clear about Kevin hooking up with one or two girls before the solving trip, um, and tells Kim about this. And Kim's just like, are you serious? Blah, blah, blah. But. I think Kane hypes it up to be that he, and he even says, he's like, I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's serious enough to date my friend Kim, which great. He's looking out for that, but why did he not talk to Kevin about this beforehand? And he didn't know, like they weren't even fully dating yet. They went on one date and they didn't even kiss. Like, no kissing, no hooking up, nothing. So, I don't know. My theory is, Kane did not want to be alone and lose two of his best friends. Because all those three hang out so much, at least in the show. So, he's like, no, this isn't happening because you guys are going to be oogly-googly, like, eyed to each other and hang out with each other all the time. And I'm going to be left by myself. And I think that's why he did it. He was jealous of them doing their own thing. Because before Solvang, they had, um, Kim and Kevin had never hung out alone before. And they've been good friends. So. And so, this all came about, Kane had a, I think it was a Singapore party. I think it was Singapore New Year or something. I don't know. Kane had a party for something. Um, and Kim and Kevin started talking outside and Kevin got mad about this. They invited Kane out. Kane's timeline was off. He admitted to that in the disagreement, but then it got heated and Kevin got super mad, um, and broke a glass in his hand. Like he was mad. This is when Kevin's anger problems first started to show. It seemed like. And it doesn't show a lot, but, like, that would be intimidating for a girl. Like, that wouldn't be enough. But kind of diffused. Um, Kevin stayed outside for the most part. Then Kim left with Guy, and Kim and Kevin kind of made amends before she got in the car and, like, left. So it was fine. Um, so they keep talking. They had dinner again. She kissed him on the lips. Just a little peck before they had dinner, like, kind of the greeting and pecking on the, of the lips, and then they talked, and she wanted him, 
they were talking about like, okay, if, if this is going to go further, what can help make you trust me? And she said that it would take him taking a lie detector test. Which, that's a bit problematic. Right? Like, you want to start off a relationship on distrust, do a lie detector test. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, and and I get Kim has no shame in, like, saying, like, yeah, it's normal, like, it's not normal to give your partner a lie detector kiss when you're just starting courtship, if that makes sense. Like, it's doomed to fail. And Anna and Jamie tell this to Kevin, too. Um, but Kevin goes through with it just because he has a big heart. He really likes Kim. Yada, yada, yada. And they do go through with it. And it ends on that scene. So we'll get... Well... We'll just go with it, because I have one more note to put, to talk about after this, too, so. Um, it turns out Kevin's completely telling the truth. He has no, um, defective questioning, um, on the report with this guy. And this guy's like, this is ridiculous, but he's doing it. He, like, is not glamorizing doing lie detective testing or not. And then the only way... Kevin would do it as if Kim did it as well. So then it turns and um, Kim does it. And he asks like two or three questions. And the last one was, do you want to be with me? And she says no. And that's the only truthful question she has on the lie detective test. So then it just blows up from there. Well, after they leave the office, obviously, and he's like waiting for a ride and he just gets really upset about, like, I did all of this for you, and you still don't want to be with me, so what the fuck is the point? Which, yeah. Like, why why would she have him do that? Like, that's kind of messed up. But Kim has her own issues. She needs to go to therapy. There's just underlying distrust for her, and maybe she's just not ready to date. So... It is what it is. It ends on that. Kevin's anger shows up again. But I think both of them are pretty justified. They're both really ridiculous things that are happening to him with just trying to date Kim. That's all he's trying to do. And two things get, like, blown up in his face. Um, one last thing. That's pretty much it. I I'm just curious, too, because this gets... This gets to a point, like, what is gossiping versus processing hard things that happen to your friends that you care so much about, but you have to process through it, too? And it's, like, a big blow to you and kind of that grief process with things shifting. Um, Because it is kind of a mini grief process for Kane about Cherie. Like, wh- what's going on? Like, I thought I thought we were good friends and now it's confusing. And I've been in that same boat and I've realized I'm like, I'm not trying to say anything and I don't defame anyone's character if I'm processing. I'm kind of just going off the facts and what I feel and which why Kevin was just like, talk about what you, how you, how it makes you feel like 
that's more processing than gossip because you're trying to my headphones did the thing again but you're trying to just move through it does that make sense and you can even put a disclaimer but then again i i worry about that too like if people are saying that too and but they're really not they're kind of being mischievous about it it's going to go either way it's really hard but sometimes you just need to talk to your friends without it being bigger than it is but if it's in a big group and you're talking about people's shit with more than one or two people at most three that's just gossiping like you don't need to tell the whole room sorry no so that's season two i haven't watched the the after party i heard there was like this after party reunion thing i have not watched that yet but that is it my head hurts um, I've been recording for almost two hours, so let's get you some, uh, some songs. Do, 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 do. Pause and I'll be right back. Um, so I just shuffled my like songs on Spotify and a gem came up. So we got our throwback song is No Doubts with Lady Shaw. Saw, Shaw. Lady Saw, oh my gosh. So no doubts underneath it all. Mm. I love, like, it's just, we're headed into summer. We just need to live our full summer vibing fantasy. And it's there. And so that's your throwback one for this episode. And then we got a bop this week that what I consider a bop. And it's from Judah and the Lion. If you guys don't know who they are, they have some good lyrics that are very poignant. And so they have this song called Scream with an exclamation point is the title of the song. And it is just a relatable ass song. And I like how they change up the melody in this song too. It's really good. Um, I'm already a fan of Judah and the Lion, and who isn't a fan of No Doubt? I don't know, but you should be. Anyhow, so that is the end of our episode. Dun, 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 dun. Um, I hope you enjoyed. I tried to make it shorter. It was 20 minutes shorter, but sometimes I just gotta talk about shit but now I'm taking notes guys now I'm taking notes so there's more things to talk about I'm taking notes when I watch these shows I got my I got a whole freaking notebook for just listening or just for reality reprocess so here we go you're gonna get some better content hopefully and hopefully better audio I'm still trying to figure it out guys but love that you're here. I love that you're listening. Go jam out to some of these songs and I will see you in the next one. Bye.